This episode of Getting Tabled is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100 at checkout. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com. I'm ready when you are. And I'm ready, so I'm going to do this and this and... Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 106 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. I'm back. I'm back. Yes, I'm clean shaven. Get it all out of your system now. But <laughs> but we also have... He's not that main. He's not that much of a main man. He, he's just kind of here. He's been demoted because he used the wrong name. He is permanently Civvy Socks. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully... So he doesn't, even, he doesn't even remember why he's been demoted. How dare you accidentally use the um, typing error I instead know, of I, the name of Drop Squad Commander. I, 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 I did yeah. have to correct you. I know. It was my fault. The name is, yes, I am here. And uh, above me, George, uh, not using in Wyoming uh, at all. So, springtime. Spring has actually arrived in Wyoming. Springtime has arrived in Wyoming and it lasts for three hours. It's about right. Yeah, we, we almost had snow on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about that. So, uh, uh, yeah, so we're all back. We're all here. Um, we're doing a thing. Um, I'm in a great mood. Just, I don't know why, but I'm in a really great mood. So I might be a little obnoxious while being a hundred percent sober. <laughs> so George is, George is going to be normal then. That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, very, very, very quickly to the couple of people that reached out. Thank you. Um, we won't be discussing much of that at this point, but we probably will touch on it at some point in the near future we've kind of after like socks had his issue of burning out and he's kind of taking a bit of a rest at the moment i've kind of been through the same thing which i kind of talked a little bit about at the time mm-hmm. but don't really take my own advice very well um no, no one takes their own advice i'm sure i'm sure sure. for it um but yeah we are definitely going to be having a chat at some point about uh, mental health type stuff uh it won't be today but we will be discussing it at some point very soon well, m- mental health in regards to hobby we we are by no means professionals that should be really be taken seriously on actual mental health but how mental health no. relates to hobby let's clarify that <laughs> yeah well just gen- general conversation but let's, let's do this newly received or noteworthy information there we go especially about recent or important events some newsy news. Some newsy news. And we're starting with Mantic, who's... They've had a really big story this week. Uh, but we're going to come back to that. We're going to s- discuss some scenery first. Um, Armada scenery pack. So Armada, this is for their Kings of War Armada, not for Star Wars Armada. Um, totally we're, wrong still, game. we're still hoping that there's more to come for. Um, so this is resin terrain. This is to kind of add some more life to the seas that you're fighting over. Uh, I, I love the Skull Island. It's just all kinds of cool the vol- volcano is really good too let me let me interject real quick in uh inquiry um is this same scale as like dystopian wars um close i, I would say close as well the, the only thing i would probably say is that some of this terrain is going to look very out of place because this is 
very much fantasy terrain. War Cradle Depends Studios on how much it annoys you. Yeah, War Cradle, War Cradle Studios actually has their own island scenery pack that they, you can get for Dystopian Wars. Well, um, I, I, I was just showing you out just because Dystopian Wars is like a Victorian steampunk kind of, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't have some fantasy showing up with steampunk since. No, you're right too. True. That is true. I, I, I was just showing that as a question of like, this looks really cool. This would look really cool with some of that Dystopian War stuff. So, we do apologize, folks. We're having some issues with Sox's internet connection. It's uh, yeah, the Florida internet is uh, is down. The uh, the squirrels uh, got electrocuted. Okay. Oh, he's back. You're back. So, right. <coughs> oh, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he was back for a second. So yeah. he might cut in and out. We do apologize for that. So um, I scrolled down and went to the, uh, the the Seas of Dread bundle, which is, yep. you know, slightly more. But that's got some great stuff in there, like the Sea Dragons and the Narwhal. Yes, I love I love that. Um, so here's the thing with island-type terrain and stuff. Now, about a year ago, I actually unboxed some 3D-printed islands that I thought looked amazing. And at the time, I had kind of said, look, these would work really well for um, dystopian walls. And I still think that they would. Because you know what the thing is about island terrain? Islands are all different sizes. There really is no scale. I mean, as much as there's the scale that was listed on it, and it kind of made people go, well, that's not the right scale. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's like trees. You just have a bigger or a smaller tree. I, um, j just to prove, like, you know, the, you know, the scale of islands, right? You could technically argue Australia is just a really freaking giant island. True. I mean, if you want to stretch it even further, you could say that Europe and Asia is too. I mean, yeah, I, like, the, the whole concept of islands scale like we, we get into like you know sea battle type stuff where there's this armada dystopian wars whatever as long as it can like fit it's fine also th there is no technically australia is an island the, it is officially the only island continent technically it's a continent though therefore it's not qualified as an island whereas tasmania yeah, it qualifies as an island, as a, yeah, yeah but so anyways um i didn't make the rules anyway I, I thought this was really good. The Caesar Dread, by the way, is their new expansion. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to look at that book at this. I mean, I haven't looked at any of the expansions for the game yet, but I do love this game. It, it, it's a lot of fun. I uh, I just went to the uh, the the sea monsters and yep. uh, just to get a better look at the narwhal and all that stuff. And uh, there is a uh, mer type people on rocks too. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you are going to be painting the narwhal, I'm just going to say this now: it is law that you must paint it white. Also. Also, it's, if, it's not up for discussion. You must paint it white. And and when you're painting the narwhal, you must listen to narwhals are awesome. I'm just going to say okay because I don't know what that is. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what that is, socks? No. All right. When we're done recording, everyone has to remind me to play narwhals are awesome. Right. Socks, remember to, remember to forget that. <laughs> so all right. Next up from Mantic, uh, is this the big yeah. thing you're talking about? The, this is huge. So there's been a story going around for a long time. Well, not a story. There's been people are waiting for like the big companies to go, okay, fine, we're going to give into the 3D printing thing. Um, hands up, everybody that's surprised that Mantic is the first one to do that. No hands going up? No, no that's what I thought. Uh, Mantic are creating a subscription service to give you access to the actual STLs that they sell as miniatures. Um, so the Mantic Vault is quite literally opening the Mantic Vault. Uh, this is huge. Um, I mean, there's been discussions pretty much since 3D. 3D printers started becoming affordable as to when the big companies would start doing this. Um, almost every Kickstarter that goes into wargaming gets asked this question 5 million times to the point where it's kind of a frustrating thing at this point. Um, th the fact that Mantic are the first of the, I would argue, bigger companies to do this, I mean, they're not Games Workshop.
Photoshop, not even close. Um, nobody is. But like of all of them, Mantic was deliberately started as a way of budget gaming. Um, now, since that time, like that, they've moved away from the Restic because everybody was like, we really hate Restic. Um, so they've moved back into hard plastics now uh, that they do resin and stuff as well, which obviously increased cost, which moved them away from their mission goal. Uh, but it's what their community wanted. So they did it. Uh, the quality of the miniatures that they do now is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but to try and get back to their roots, they are opening up the vault to 3D printers. So in theory, this is another thing we haven't spoken about because it's just an app and everybody has one. They actually do do what the community asked. <laughs> subscription actually you. gives you access. <laughs> um, your subscription actually gives you access to all of the rules and all of the books and so on and so forth. I haven't actually got a subscription for it because I own all of the rule books that I want, but I probably should subscribe to it at some point. Um, it's what people have argued that Warhammer Plus should have been to begin with. Uh, we we made that argument, actually. Um, but there's actually a discount code that you can use this and that, and that means pretty much for about 12 bucks, you can get access to, as this grows, pretty much everything. Now, this is brand new. It's only launching today, so obviously what's on there is limited at this stage, but um, th this is, like, make no mistake, this is a very big deal. Um, by signing up to the website, you can get access to two STLs straight off the bat. You can get one of the Basilean ships, and you can get one of the Orc ships, and you also get access to the Welcome Pack, one of which has this really cool-looking dice monster that will help you keep track of what rounds you're in. Uh, the little tokens there on the ground, they are uh, actually 3D representations of tokens from the original Dungeon Saga game. Um, there's an upgrade pack for their giant that's also amazing. Um, that plant monster appears to be a new creation specifically for this. Uh, it doesn't come from any existing game. Everything else that we're looking at has existed in a game here or there or somewhere. Um, I haven't looked at the fleets. Like, I haven't looked at the STLs myself at this point. I'm only going on what I've been told. But from what I understand, the detail on this STLs, like there's that many triangles in this that you can scale this up to wazoo. It's ridiculous, apparently. Um, which you would expect because these, in theory, would be master files. The only thing I would say is I'm hoping that the people that get access to this do the right thing and don't go spreading this through Thingiverse because yeah, I would so, like yeah. to see this be something that's respected because they very could they could have very easily not bothered about this nobody had asked i mean there'd been none of this it's not like this has happened because fans have gone we demand this although there are people that do um nobody's ever really seriously expected that one of the big companies would but yeah i i don't know how i feel about this. like no, i mean we'll i think this is awesome i, I think it's great but I, I don't know how i feel about this as a business model i mean what would you say 12 bucks so in theory roughly that's you know 140 ish that mantic could be getting from each player annually and you know how many players are just gonna be like yeah i'm just gonna give you 140 a year and i'm gonna have full-on access and i can just get whatever i want when i want it, whatever, it when yeah. i want it when i want it like i think that's really cool um but does it get to the point of like is manic gonna be pushed to constantly create new and new content so that people well, want and here's, here's to keep the their thing, subscription so that they have access to the new stuff to download it when when they have new stuff here's the thing i mean you look at the top of the mantic website and we have dead zone firefight 
Kings of War, Armada, mm-hmm. Dungeon Saga, Terrain Crate, Hell. Well, probably I suspect that we won't see Hellboy stuff in here. That's just a guess. I don't know that. Um, I, all that that's already what six, seven things if you include Hellboy that they can draw from. Of what they've released on day one, only one of these have been created or has not already been existed. So most of what they'll be re- releasing through this are things that already exist that are actually being sold as um as resin things that you can buy right now so they have a huge back catalogue that they can draw from from this at least initially Uh, there's been suggestions that that giant plant monster uh, might actually be a mini that never got released it's either that or it's something they've created specifically for it I'm tending to believe it's something that they've created specifically for it but they probably do have stuff that was never released that they could put out through this as well or alternate ideas that they can further Uh, there's a few 3D printing companies out there where um, they've got ideas that they want to do but maybe it's not something that they could um justify doing in resin because there may not be a large enough community for it and so this at least from the back of my head i suspect is a way that they can test ideas and stuff as well before they release them as physical products also this is not replacing physical products it's yeah just another option for those that want it right but I, i'm looking um, at it as like it's it's a very uh easy source of revenue stream like they create one thing yeah. and just sell that digital file out to hundreds of people but in order to keep those mm. hundreds of people s- subscribing to that they they're going to have to continue to release release, release, release new content to keep them interested to keep yeah. them subscribing other otherwise this whole venture it's just going to be why like, i made my point yeah but but if, if they only do that for like a year and then everyone stops subscribing well now they've just released a whole bunch of files for a year and now no one is subscribing mm. to continue to fund the program uh, that's my thought and concern behind it yeah no i get what you're saying uh but yeah my point was that like they literally have a huge vault of things that they can put out through this without creating new stuff already and i would be very surprised if they hadn't already been planning for this months ago like you don't make a decision like this and not already have a backlog that you're working on sure because you don't make these decisions yesterday you make them six months before you announce it um but magic released some of the best miniatures on the market yeah it's going to be very i have not subscribed to this yet i'm very tempted to um but i have not subscribed at this stage um Obviously, I am a fan of Mantic stuff. Um, but well, until and, the motorbike is back on the road and stuff, I'm not doing anything like this. Um, a, a, another thing to consider, too, you know, to kind of argue like, you know, the Warhammer Plus thing, this may not be a service yeah. that's not worth subscribing to for another, you know, five, six months until they have more of a ca- catalog to select from, too. True. Um, I don't know how they're dealing with previous month subscription stuff. Uh, my comment about the Warhammer Plus was that people were saying that that's how they should be, that Warhammer Plus should be getting access to the rules on day one as part of their subscription um given you know how many people are still arguing whether it's even worth paying for or not you are one of the only people i've ever actually heard have positive opinions about warhammer plus um most of the community have thought that it's been a giant ripoff from day one it with the exception of the you know the limited edition miniatures that you know essentially that's what your subscription's paying for is a free miniature so you're, you're buying the miniature and you're getting one you know you have the option to get the second one heavily discounted 
you know, that's essentially what your subscription is kind of going for. So if you're just okay with getting a couple of miniatures that, you know, they're only making so many of, you can't go and get it, pick it up two years, you know, from now. Sure. And then occasionally, you know, there's some cool stuff that does get released on there. Um, I, I have issues with the, the app and the design where I constantly, whenever oh, I go back into issues with the app and the design, I have to re-log in. It won't retain my biometrics for login. It's, that's part of the reason why I, I like to use the biometrics is so I don't have to remember half the crap. Um, yeah. I already yeah, have the, to remember. the important thing to remember about Games Workshop is that they can't build apps for the life of them. Yeah. Um, but they are yet to, of the five or six apps that they've done at this point, they are yet to release one that works the way it's supposed to. Um, the only one that I would say really worked the way it was supposed to, that I like the way it really worked, was the original Age of Sigmar army builder slash um, um, uh, um, unit uh, repository. That worked great. I haven't touched that one, but yeah. Uh, it's I'll been replaced it because it works, so they replaced it with something else that's not as great. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> we're hating on Games... Sorry, Socks. We're hating on Games Workshop, but... Um, Socks, why don't you talk about what's next on the list? Because I think you're excited about this. I am. So, I would you guys know... excited about this? It's Company Heroes 2. So, the place manager for Company Heroes 2... I know you are. Uh, just opened up uh, about a week ago, and a few days after the place manager uh, came out on Game found they set out an update uh, kind of explaining how the company is going forward um, as we know Chris Gableshrin the, the owner of BCG and the creator of this game unfortunately passed away during Eschen Spiel last November time frame and at that time the company was trying to figure out what the heck was going to go on and so they talked about possibly doing refunds um, to, to give out the backers just in case they decided not to move forward with the project um, however that's not the pol- uh, the case um, they are planning to move forward like I said the pledge manager is open uh, uh, goes to the 18th of June. But they just give some more clarification in this update, just talking about shipping prices. As we know, shipping has gotten expensive all over the world. But then the VAT, they've tried to to decrease as much of the VAT as European countries uh, take during the uh, the product of buying other stuff. And so, really good update. And I wish, I mean, this is this is a kind of an update that you expect to see from a pledge manager or a company, unlike we haven't seen with the company that we, we won't mention at all, that we've been talking about on our... It's not that we can't mention them. I just said let's not talk about them talk again about until them. we actually have something to talk about. Yeah, we really did. I, but I couldn't, like I couldn't just... find it, so I. <laughs> Um, so I'm actually looking at these shipping prices, and these shipping prices are they're cheap. Uh, yeah, compared to are what these the actual shipping prices, or are these, or, or are these the up, or are these the difference that you have to pay? So no, these, these are, are the these are prices. Uh, so I just finished yeah. my pledge. That's not bad. And after everything that I, so I got the full veteran uh, add-on bundle, um, which gave me everything that I own on my shelf that you see back there. It upgrades that up to the second edition. But then I I added a whole bunch of new stuff. There's, they're also doing a terrain four pack, which I think is awesome. Uh, they have a fourth terrain pack that's going to be this huge uh, bunker, like three or four or four, five hexes or something like that. And all proceeds that they get from that is going to go off to charity. Uh, so they're not getting any money from that terrain four pack. So I I added that to my plus a few other things. And my shipping cost overall was sixty five bucks. Yeah, I know it says you have forty five plus, but I I can expect that with as much stuff as I'm getting. Well, my second edition. I'm reading further on down here. So like the ship you have 
have two 40 pound boxes for like everything. Like this is like, if you're doing like, you've never gotten anything and you're getting everything right now, that's a total of 85 pounds. So they're going to charge 120 for shipping. Holy smokes. That's cheap. 120 pounds for or 85 pounds for 120 bucks. Here's the difference between what these guys are doing and what Mantic, not Mantic, Mythic have been doing. Um, these guys legitimately had a death at the high end of the company. Like literally the owner died. This is not mismanagement. This is crisis situation. Like this company has survived a crisis that would have put most out of business. Yeah. Like there is no exaggeration here. Mm-hmm. Most companies wouldn't survive this. Um, but they've come through the other side, at least so far, uh, in a fairly positive light, which is good. The difference is, is that the reason Mythic customers have been paying for ship extra shipping is because Mythic didn't do their job properly and they dragged their feet and it appears that they have squandered some of that money that they were supposed to be putting into the product. All of it. Yeah. That, that is the accusation that has been made. Now, I can't say that that accusation is true. Bruce, it's not an accusation. It's the accusation Mythic, that is made. Mythic came out and said we there is no more. We don't have evidence. No, Mythic said it. We don't have evidence that that's why. Well, that's the problem. M- M- the, the, Mythic has said there is no more money. That's why we have to ask for this. That's what they have said. So they have said that, you know, everything from the pledging, the add-ons, the pledge manager, and then the shipping. They have said that's all gone. Like, that's that's where, off topic, but that's where a lot of the hate and discontent is coming from, is they have flat out said all of this money is now gone. That's why we need more. So for, for, for this company, for Company of Heroes, to go through what they've gone through, first of all, props to the founder of the company for surrounding himself with the right people and the right oh, employees yeah. to literally... Worst carry case scenario, C- carry to carry on his his dream and legacy after he's passed. Like that is the absolute worst case scenario. And for them to pick it up and like reorganize, shuffle, and then keep going in the same direction with the same vision for for what they're asking for is just beyond phenomenal. And, and a six month delay yeah. in in overall shipping. It was supposed to ship next month. Yeah, six, uh, six months. And now and now the they're saying the shipping has Christmas. only been the fact that it's only six months is outstanding. Like six. Six months is a fairly standard delay. And don't don't get me wrong, I realize that their previous one was more or less on time, but a six-month delay for a Kickstarter is fairly normal. Bruce, I've been through a literal crisis and they're only six months behind? Yeah, our our Masters of the Universe was literally six months behind from like one of the biggest, most prolific game manufacturers around right now. And they had a six-month delay of, it's delayed, sorry. These guys, holy cow. So the nice thing about them too is- I had to redesign one thing. Well, yeah, so a lot of their products, molds and stuff like that have already been made because they're not changing any of the miniatures in style. They're just changing, they're reprinting some of the cards and stuff like that in the, for the game. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of product development has already been made with first edition. So it's, it's just a matter of, as we stated, I mean, just reorganizing it, trying to figure out the death crisis right before the holidays too. I mean, yeah. yeah so um, just to go back on the mythic, what I was actually leading towards was it's one thing to say, hey, we will give you a disc, we will give you a um, refund if you want one uh but it's another one to say for every one of those people that gets a refund we're going to sell that at arguably a cheaper price and or with free shipping whilst at the same time asking everybody else to pay more for their shipping that's the difference between these two 
two stories. And another one that we're going to talk about a little bit later, because this is not the only comparison that we're going to have today for Mythic. Um, all of these stories just make Mythic look worse, including, uh, to be fair, a fairly bad one mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about later. Because in comparison, it doesn't make them look good. Um, all right, we'll moving on. Bears. Let's look at some cuddly bears. I have some very oh my, mixed opinions in coming. Oh my goodness, they are so cuddly looking. Yeah, especially with the Ewok bears. warriors look amazing. So yeah, Star Wars Legion, I love Ewok these so warriors much. are coming out uh, next month, actually, is when they're going to be released. Um, yep. They are a mercenary-style unit, as we can see with that uh, icon in the lower right-hand uh, part of the box on the front uh, mm -hmm. aspect. You're going to get eight Ewoks because you can bring a unit of six and then add two heavy weapons or add a heavy weapon to your to your unit. Um, hence the reason why you're going to get eight miniatures at them. But they, they look pretty cool. Yes, I'm not in the mindset of playing Legion right now, but I know a lot of people are have been excited. You don't have to play. So, so I'm going to say this. For, for one of the most ridiculed... Um, um, species in the uh, the movies. These minis just still look amazing, though. Yeah. yeah. No, these minis look amazing. Uh, the other half of this coin, you also get the, I want to say Logray and Wicked. Um, yep. And I just want to point out this. This was pointed out in um, the On Tabletop video when they were talking about this. But So that first box comes with eight miniatures and is 40 bucks, right? Look at the price of the other one for two miniatures. 30. It's 30 bucks. I am sorry, but I, I am a fan of this company, but this is a Expensively expensive. This is stupidly <laughs> expensive, and it's not the worst example of it that we're talking about today. Well, Bruce, um, it's just like a Games Workshop. I would right? be pissed if I was buying this. How, how much is? I'd argue much? that this price is worse than Games Workshop. Well, no, look at this way, right? So your your tax squad, right? Five Marines, sixty bucks, right? That that's what it is now, right? Your uh, captain, lieutenant, Probably. whatever. That's your single sprue miniature. That's thirty bucks. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, good point. This, this is the same difference. These are your named character heroes. Heroes, two of them yeah. for 30 bucks then you got your squad of eight for 40 it's no yeah, different but here's than... the problem with that the quality of these miniatures don't hold up against the games workshop once and they're not trying to you're, don't get you're... me wrong like legion miniatures aren't bad but you can't compare these to games workshop miniatures yeah but like, you're also talking no about way. you're talking about a fan base that is probably one of the most uh abusive towards any other uh intellectual fandom because it's inferior to theirs so they're not going to give yeah, two craps about the quality of of the miniatures when they, when they when they feel that their intellectual property is superior crap on whatever you're a fan of. They're not going to care. So. Even, if, even if that fandom doesn't understand its own mythos half the time. Exactly. Yeah. I do know some people aren't happy with the scope for Wicket. Wicket is the one on the right on the front part of that box. They they like would like it more like the movies. But you it see does there. look very generic. It, yeah, for a, for a hero. He's just doing this. Yeah, for a hero pose. Yeah. yeah so a lot of people aren't too happy with Wicket from what I from, and I'm not too happy. I mean, if I were to get these, yeah, I would, I would want him more like what you see in the movies or, or whatnot. So, but anyways, moving on. Yeah. We've got the ATSD. We've got but a new AT. 40 bucks, 40 bucks compared to 30 bucks 30. between those two. That's just disgusting. Uh, yes. Like we also have the new ATST. Chicken Walker. Chicken. Yeah. So, no, I will not um, buy Fox. a new one. I already have two. Um, Is this a new sculpt or not? I don't think it is. No, it's not a new sculpt, but it gives you the option to put Chewie or General Weiss in there as pilots. Okay, so it is. That's, that the, only is That's the only difference. Really, it's not a new sculpt at all. Yeah, no. So your pre-order. No, no, they, they, they never said that it was a new sculpt. Uh, or the captain. Uh, they had never actually said that this was a new sculpt. Um, I was just curious if there was any it, more difference. It's going to give you the, the Chewy Commander Commander uh, ATST card. So that's that's what you're going to get in the box too. So if you need, if you're going to bring e this as an Ewok uh, unit, yeah, you're going to 
needed to buy this box because or print it off. Oh, for crying out loud. And oh no, no, George, this is that is not the part that you hate. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the part that you hate. Here you go. And buying this box is the only way to get that card because we're back in X-Wing first edition again. Yep. There will be third That's parties the, that the will, George hates. will will probably take this picture that we see here on the back of the box and print their own cards. Or they'll just buy one copy of the box and then scan it. Yep. Not that I'm telling you to do that. Uh, look, to be fair, if you haven't already bought this, that is the, I believe it's the same price as the old one, right? Yeah. So, so it's better value than the original. If you already own multiples this, this of this, I think yeah, obviously you're going to I think pissed. this is going to replace the, uh, the, old, the old one eventually because why have two... Oh, it will. There's, there's no point having both of them on the on the spir- on the skew. Because the, other, the old one was made by up. Fantasy Flight Games and this is AMG now. So they'll eventually just yep. run out their stock that they have of the old ATSTs and, and replace them with these ones over time. If they haven't already. Correct. Let's be fair, Legion is not something that shelf warms. But they need to be careful. Like Atomic Mass Games need to be careful with decisions like... Th- this is not the worst of the stories for, from AMG today. Um, we've already had one that was worse than this. This is like just... It's an updated box, essentially. Um, but like I said, if you already have this and you want that card, you're going to be or two pissed. Of them. Uh, or two of them, yeah. Uh, in saying that, I mean, you're not wanting to play with the Ewoks, I don't think. Uh, if, like, ignoring your current mindset, were, were you going to go in that direction? Possibly, because you can bring these into Rebels, and I, I like to play Rebels too, but I'm mostly playing Empire right now. Okay. So can I bring Ewoks in Empire? Fair enough. No. Yeah. no, fair enough. Speaking um, of Empire... Moving on then. Yes, and Shatterpoint. We yeah. have the so in Shatterpoint, we've got a new box set that's come. Yep, the Jedi Hunters. Uh, first things first, I love the fact that they've gone for the um, Obi-Wan Kenobi looks for, for mm-hmm. them. Yes. Um, these guys look amazing, although that was inspired by the cartoon from what I understand anyway, looks-wise. But like they are, like you can see the actors in those sculpts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really good. That, that was probably my favorite um, part about the Obi-Wan series was the Inquisitors because it was like, you know, the actual, like, we, we've got the two Sith, sure, but we're going to have more Sith hunting the Jedi so that we have the power in the galaxy. Like, yeah. yeah. A couple of optional heads in there too, which is nice between the brothers. Also, the lightsabers, One, absolutely ridiculous to too. Yeah, I, I love the way they've sculpted those lightsabers. and Yeah. When on Tabletop we're talking about this, um, Jerry's opinion, uh, and Jerry, if you come across this, feel free to taunt me in the comments, uh, but his comment on the show was that it was bad for Pudu, and I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Obi-Wan Kenobi was a great show. Um, it was really good. I wouldn't say it's as good as The Mandalorian is, but it's still really worth watching, I felt. So the next thing I'm going to point um, out, so four, four miniatures in this box, 50 bucks, you know, at that 40 mil scale. Like, they're doing a really good job of making better value. Shatterpoint seem like a really good value. A lot of Legion players, yep. I, I wouldn't say a lot. There's a good chunk of Legion players looking forward to Shatterpoint. Third quarter? I'm... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe close. Maybe There will that, be a lot a of those bit. that will probably buy both. Yeah. Uh, out of the six players that I know locally at my store that play primarily in our store, there are three people getting into Shatterpoint, but 50% of us. There's at least four people in our group that's wanting to go. I'm still fighting the temptation at this stage. Uh, the fact that I want the bike to be fixed before I go into anything new definitely helps. Understandable. <laughs> uh, I can sit here and tell you... I, I, I could tell you exactly what I'm buying the moment that I do. Um, and, and I can pretty much tell you this without question. Uh, at this particular point, if I was to buy, I would not be buying the core set, which is a stupid decision on my part, but I wouldn't be buying it. Uh, I would be buying 
getting the Count Dooku set mm-hmm. and the General Grievous set. That that is what I would buy, and that would be where I would stop Which at this was. particular point in time. Yeah, uh, just because they're they're the ones that interest me. I probably would buy the core set eventually because I would want the other droids from it. Um, yeah, and, and you'll want Ventress. Ventress is in the. It's also got the cards, and you can't get the cards outside of the box, which is the annoying part. But it is what it is. Uh, anyway, really good value, you say, George? Well, I mean, the the whole concept of like you know you're you're paying what twelve bucks a mini for a forty mil scale. I think that's Bruce's lead. Oh, I'm leading towards something. Prepare to be disappointed, George. Oh no, I've I've already pulled it up and looking at it, and it is it is not a good value. It is the exact opposite of oh. a great value. <laughs> it is a flat out like shin kick to the junk. <laughs> You're getting a chunk of resin yeah. as a diorama set. Now, before we like, yes, and I'm not arguing that at all because my opinion is well down that low road. But l- let's start with the positive side of this. Um, this is essentially the equivalent of that Wolverine versus Sabretooth box that we got, or the Spider-Man versus Doctor Octopus box that we got. It's a diorama set that just happens to include minis. Now, in theory, there are people out there that really like sets like this because it's something different. Um, Um, And it's kind of in line-ish with what those prices are. But here's the problem with this one in particular. But Bruce, you also have to everything. There's also that segment of the hobby where they don't actually, you know, buy the minis to play the game. They buy the minis to paint them because that's what they like doing. So this... Well, that's what I was talking about. Okay, yeah. This would really appeal to that much smaller part of the community. But yeah. Here's the problem with this. The Wolverine set, like, you could have pulled that apart and it became more scenery for your games, right? Uh, not so much with the Spider-Man one. Uh, this one, like, this is a giant piece. You, like, the, You would have to build a modular table. 90% of what comes in this box is completely useless without ruining it. You would have to saw bits off in order to be able to use this outside or, of the diorama. Or build a table where you could set this inside of it, lay this down <laughs> and have it flush. Jeez. Which is nigh on impossible. Do you know how exact that table would have to be for that to work? Insane. Um, this is... It's a really nice idea. I really like the idea they keep on going to with this, but they're going so far in one direction that it doesn't work for everybody else. No, I, I will say this. And these know, are the only. Mm, this Ben Kenobi is absolutely amazing looking, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I know, and it only makes it worse. I love the Darth Vader, too. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, Vader's cool and everything, but Vader's just like. Eh, like cool. I, there, there's been so many better like Sith villains to come about like um, you know Sidious like so much better than Vader in my opinion but Kenobi like Kenobi has been like a rock like ever since like you know the, the trilogy we don't acknowledge that. to yeah. well the and tri- this isn't his typical pose too yeah he like says hello there yeah, it's, hand out. this is a totally different pose than what we see in Legion Um, so I agree this is yeah. a great pose yeah Um, I really I really like the miniatures in this like it's like part of me really wants to like these diorama sets because the idea behind it is a good one. I don't think they're executing it properly though. Uh, and like, for those people that really enjoy the dioramas, I mean, great, but I think think at very at, at very minimum the pieces that make up the diorama need to be able to come apart to be used to centering or, like or minimum or that price goes at down minimum. 20 to 25 dollars yeah um it's it's hard to have very this but this box in particular is the worst of the three like the wolverine versus um sabertooth tiger sorry, sabertooth one um still had people that were up in arms about it but that's probably the best
best of the best of them they've done so far because everything that was on that was modular and it worked and like you didn't have to glue it down um like the motorbike in particular could be used off off that like this you would literally have to saw this apart to be able to use it um the the spider-man one not so much and that was the first one so it was kind of like okay yeah but this kind of feels like it's gone back to the spider-man one but worse yeah i don't know maybe if they was to make the base of the diorama flat so that it didn't have the bits jutting up from the side which i know would kind of ruin the diorama aspect of it but at least that way it could just be terrain Mm -hmm. yeah for those that want to use it that way Uh, i don't know if this has alternate bits for the floor on this one like the other ones did either because the other thing the, the thing about the other two is that you had replacement bases that could take the minis out of so that it was still a diorama when they weren't there unless i'm misremembering that this one doesn't have that or if they do it's not shown on the box no. or in the pictures yeah but on the losing you again got that image of him right now though <laughs> good maybe oh there we go he's back what were you trying to say socks the description on what was came in the box and then anything up so he's gone again yeah so yeah one one terrain feature display two unit cards two stance cards and two order cards so it look it's going to be interesting to see how this goes um unfortunately i think people will still buy it because oh, the I, community are nothing if not predictable absolutely it's going to buy it just itself just because one it's vader because there's people who are like oh my god vader i have to all the vaders vader um two I, and all i will take all the hate for this opinion okay like you can you oh, can you're know. more than welcome you're more than welcome to take the hate for this opinion darth vader is you do not speak bad about the most no epic no no no, villain of movie no. History. no i'm gonna say something even more <laughs> blasphemous i think obi-wan has surpassed luke as far as the epitome of the heroic character in the star wars universe and i'll fight you on that i don't know if that's as controversial as you think it is but find me a fanboy that a mouth breathes and uh has a neck beard and uh we'll see <laughs> mm, i don't know uh socks let's talk about some positive stuff you got some dystopian wars no he did it yeah no no no. we have some dysto- that's right socks can't talk because he's breaking in and out uh so we did speak about some of these last episode um try again socks am i good oh hey yep. Yep. okay yep so yeah we have the alexiev battle fleet for the commonwealth um i know we spoke on these uh but this one comes out uh here in the two weeks from today so I'm a- i love the I'm giant very- um the, the flying transport thing that is Skimming. really cool yeah so i'm uh, looking forward to this and then they got the, the various carriers and other skimmer units um i love the ones with the big huge drill that urkursk class uh don't let that thing nearby yep. or you're, you're just gonna get a big hole burrowed through your a, ship uh, well i was gonna say that's for punching holes into dirigibles since it's a flyer uh, actually it can go on surface as well uh-huh. as uh air so it can go oh. either or with it being oh. a skimmer oh so it's literally the ultimate kamikaze you just like nose drop it down in the middle of a ship there you go yeah dude that carrier though i just pull out the large image of that that looks so good yeah oh, i love that it's kind of it's like the dystopian wars version of the helicarrier from the mcu well i was uh, like to be fair there's other actually, ships that, no, would, fit the category that, would, that would be the avalon you need to check out the avalon from the, the crown uh yeah, we'll get that so, later this is more like the uh the russian transport that was made during the 
Cold War that like it only flies three feet above the water and its wings are super stubby, but it can go like 300 miles an hour over the water. You know, it's just that's what this is reminding me of. Sox knows what I'm talking about. Actually, work the way it was intended to be. Yeah, yeah, they actually work. Wow. Yeah. I need to look the up. Yeah. Moving on. Japanese sports. This one also comes out pre-order around the 20th, so two weeks from. um, Oh, I want it. Launches squids. So it has squid as tokens. Uh, the Ren Mixobs. Um, I'm going to take over because Sox is breaking in and out again. Um, so yeah, this is a support for the Japanese and I'm losing my mind over what looks like squid launches uh, because those squids that you see down there in the bottom of the image are very much among my favourite miniatures. Like Some of the most simple miniatures in the game, but they are among my favourite miniatures that the game ever has done. I could be wrong, but it looks to me like they are supposed to be launching from that. Yeah, see, I, I think Socks and I talked about those uh, last episode uh, when you're gone. It looks like um, it's more of like grabby stuff for the ship to grab onto another ship and like like for boarding purposes. It's, it could be that. Ah, uh, Socks is back. Look at this more. Yeah, that's, that's the, for those murder ships that are supposed to rip apart ships in the salt. And he's gone again. Socks, you're 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 not uh, gonna talk this episode apparently. <laughs> Every time you seem like you're fine, you break again. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, re- I really like the Japanese fleet. That's the one that I gave away. Uh, that, that was given to us for an unboxing by On Tabletop, and I actually gave that away to one of our Patreon members um, who let us unbox <laughs> his starter fleet. So um, we- I'm going to throw this out, Bruce. So you're talking about the ones where it looks like it's launching the tentacles, and I think they're used for boarding purposes. If you look for the uh, Umbozo class, it's got like a drill head on it for like drilling into a ship. So I think it's like you know that one holds it still this one drills into it kind of concept i think i don't know you see what i'm talking that makes sense i i went past it earlier it was a giant drill but yeah i i know the one you're talking about uh it was on the previous one somewhere there it is um we also have the magenta (laughs) battle fleet set um that's not magenta giant flight (laughs) if i had this fleet i'd paint it magenta. it's a giant it's a giant air fleet carrier that flies um looks so, so good. Like I was saying earlier. Yeah, I know. The submarine looks really nice too. It reminds me of the Nautilus, the submarine, which I'm sure is not accidental. Are you, are you talking like the Sean Connery uh, League Nautilus? I am actually, yes. Okay. Or at least what it was based on. Yeah, this screams League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. And yes, I am very much aware of what most people think about that movie. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you, quite frankly. Uh, it did have some, it, it did have some promise. If it didn't have good parts, it wouldn't be so disappointing. Uh, and the ass aesthetics of that movie are phenomenal oh my god yeah, yeah, I don't think most people would disagree with it like the, the way it looked and like what they attempted to do i still thought it was a great movie so if you don't like it oh it's not yes it is no go back and rewatch it it's not a good movie it has some good moments but it's not good it's better than some other movies i've seen to be fair twilight is terrible yes i'm not even talking uh, about that. i really like this <laughs> no th- this fleet looks great the, yeah um finally we have the cyclone of shadow uh this is a campaign set so this is all this is essentially very similar to the one we looked at for armada except this is a full-on campaign set with a campaign setting oh those rigs are so amazing i love these platforms 
Yeah, Each the islands. Their own platform. Mm. It's really, really nice. Uh, you are still breaking up socks, but that came through enough to understand what you said. Just and it was just. Um, I, I like the fact that they're doing. Like, you need terrain for games like this. You do, but the fact that they're doing it with a campaign setting adds to the game as well. Um, and look, to be fair, like with any game that has a competitive aspect, people are always asking for new missions, so it's an easy way to get them out. Um, and the miniatures are gorgeous. Yeah, I just pulled up the, uh, I the love Avalon that, that uh, Sox was saying actually looks like the Shield Helicarrier. And yeah, the, the Avalon class Sky Fortress, it does look like a Shield Helicarrier. It's in a Facebook uh, chat. Thank you. I will have Which, a look at it in a second. I just want to say every one of these islands look like they're a, a, an evil lair from some James superhero Bond. villain. Yeah. So look at their uh, island. Oh, you're island not wrong. Set. The Avalon is literally right out of Marvel. Right. That's what he was talking about, folks. And he's not wrong. Uh, sorry, Sox. What was the last thing that you were saying? Facebook chat. Here's the island set that they do. Oh, oh, these are painted really nice. I've actually yeah. seen these before. No, yeah. No, yeah, yeah these but are good. Going back to George's earlier question about does Dystopian have stuff like this? Yes, they do. Well, I mean, it'd be dumb not to. I mean, this is like the easiest thing to like, you know, island terrain. Make a little squidgly blomp. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, they are really nice too. Resin Islands. Nice. All right, moving on. TT Combat released a whole new set of terrain this weekend. Uh, so this is the Mod Co N. I'm just going to call it Mod Con because I'm sorry, it's easy to say. Um, so it's a it's a giant terrain system. It kind of feels very Necromunda, uh, very Kill Team. Although they do have other sets that are like like that way inclined as well. Um, I, was, I quite it, like this. It's a simple. It feels very yep. uh, uh, Drop Squad Commander. It will work very well for that. Um, I suspect that this is actually being aimed at the border. Uh, what's the new one called? Where you're, you're like boarding boarding actions or whatever it's called space hulk no not space hulk um uh, there's a new 40k mission thing where it's boarding actions and it's it's what the combat patrol thing is being based on um that, that that's what it feels like it's aiming at for me but I, I could be wrong on that because i'm not huge into the 40k scene uh but i know that we did cover it at some point a few months ago uh, i i really like this stuff honestly um i think it looks really nice Th there's not a lot to this it's just it's a modular terrain set that works for anything sci-fi honestly uh not even just sci-fi sci i just say like you know even like um current modern so to speak so that's the point i mean you could have like an old <laughs> an old underground military bunker type thing yeah 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 for sure Except something russian specifically would fit i think oh th th this could totally be an area 51 too you can't tell me area 51 doesn't have corridors like that sucks you could tell us right no, of course not <laughs> <laughs> He could, but then he'd have to kill us because he's not allowed to talk about the aliens. His name's Paul, and he's a nice guy. Oh, he is a nice guy. I love that movie. All right, moving on. We have a new miniature coming out for Conquest. Hey, if you like Conquest and you want to buy stuff from their store, use the code getting getting tabled, and you will get ten percent off and help support us as well. Um, this is part of their Artisan series, so these are the El Fancy models. Oh my lord, this is pretty. I'm I'm still looking at the first like picture that comes up just looking at the model itself and there's so much going on that like yeah. what is that coming out of his head like and then he's got like part of a, a a turret for a shoulder pad and is that a tree like is this guy a giant like what the heck is going on here and oh my god look at his toenails it is a giant yes look at his toenails his toenails are out of control for crying out loud <laughs> yes this is a, this is a giant yes hence Yotna. um this is just scary good it's so great 
gross in the best ways. I love the fact that he like he looks like he's been asleep because he has moss growing on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's a gravestone that's on top of his that's head. A, that was my guess. No, that's part of a castle turret. Don't show a close-up of it, you reckon? So he's been sleeping under the ground and broken out of the earth, obviously. Hence the like, the rocks and so forth. Looking I the really, backside, really like this. Get the Socks is checking out his backside. Of course he would. What was that? Sorry, Socks, you broke up. The head the thing on his head looks like a tree trunk. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, so he's... Yeah, so Mountain Yotna, this is literally taken from, from myth then. It, it, it's literally like the, the mountains and monsters that are coming to get us. That makes sense. That is so cool. I really like this. Like, I saw it and I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. That that price is... um. I mean, let's see. Okay, so box size is 30 by, 30 by 6 centimeters. Oh, no, this, this thing is huge. 38 That mil. price is quite reasonable. So 16 and a half centimeters. So that's 8 inches tall. Did I math that right? Where's my tape measure? 16 and a half centimeters. Uh, it's the better part of 7 inches, roughly. About six. It's about 6 and a half inches. It's about 6 and a half tall. inches? So... Yeah. But it's also like it's quite. It's not just tall; it's wide. This is huge, and it's all fine resin. Yeah, I was gonna say you that's, could kill somebody with this. Like yeah, physically, actually kill. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I suppose that's about a right price because uh, that's about the same price as a uh, uh, an Imperial Knight for a GW, which those are about one hundred thirty now. So yeah, this is I mean, this is designed essentially as an art piece more so than a game piece. You can use it for a game piece by all means, mm-hmm. um, but if that's what you decide to do, I would be very careful with it. Moving on, before we get to the frustrating, not frustrating, before we get to the sad story, uh, we've had a little bit of a preview of Combat Patrol. Uh, so Combat Patrol is arguably, I think, what is getting most of the 10th edition attention, honestly. Um, it's probably the only thing that's really caught my attention, if I'm being honest. Uh, doesn't mean I'm buying it, but like, it is the only thing that's really piqued my interest, which is basically making a game out of the Combat Patrol boxes. Um, now, obviously, there's going to be some insane balancing that's going to have to go ahead there but it is going to be a game of its own um which Combat Patrol back in the day was just what they used to call a 500 <clears throat> point game but sorry george i was going to say like this concept right here is something games workshop has needed to do for the last decade yep yeah, yeah i mean communities have tried to do this a number of times it never really works with their rule sets though because games workshop aren't very good at writing rule sets mm-hmm. sorry i'm going to say it because it's true they're not very good at it yeah it's a real shame that they have a 75% market share because there's so much of their audience that's never looked outside of it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the whole concept of, you know, you go and buy a combat patrol box, you put it together, you paint it and like have it be a balanced point comparison to someone else's combat, let alone like combat patrol box. And then you both take your yep. combat patrol boxes and put them on the table and go smashy, smashy. And then it's an actual game. Mm. I, As opposed I think- to... In the previous editions, if you did that, then, I mean, you could do it, but nine times out of ten, it would be a very one-sided fight. Uh, and look, hey, that's fine. If all you're doing is learning how to play a game, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it doesn't really work for a game, though. As a learning yeah. mechanic, sure, there's actually nothing wrong with that. Uh, but for a game, it's not good. Um, there's a lot of people out in the community that's like, what do we know about this? And, like, do we know how the game is going to work? The answer to that is no, um, because until the rule set is out, nobody really knows anything. Yeah. Um, like pe- there's people out there trying to gauge what is going to be competitive and stuff. And l- honestly, my advice is until the 
rule set comes out, stop trying to have those conversations because you're setting yourself up for failure. Disappointment. Don't try to judge what is competitive. No, I mean failure. I use that on purpose. Oh, well, I was. Don't try to that. judge what's going to be competitive without a rule set to go on. Because oh, yeah, no, absolutely. It, you're not going to figure it out. You might get lucky, but the chance of getting lucky is extremely thin. Either buy what you like the look of and decide that you're going to build around that, or wait. I, I can Those tell you, you, uh, you want to th- be smart. Th- there's one for certain that I see is missing from the from all these images. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just one one that I can see for sure. Uh, custodies. That is not really surprising me, honestly. Um, because that is worth more points wise. It's going to be interesting to see how they balance this. Yeah. So we don't know the answer to this question yet, but like the custodies box in particular is like that is an army essentially like, why, it's, it's that's why i got that custodian box because that that one box is a, is a massive army <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah like i said like this is the only part of 10th edition that's really catching my eye at this stage uh I, i'm not saying i will never buy anything from it but it, it's not what i'm I, I, so, i'm not buying into 40k but here's the here's the next part I, I really like um and yeah. I, I, I think this is a sign of games workshop has really started to understand like what people can and can't do the playing surface is 44 by 30 inches which they say is two mm-hmm. kill team boards put together like remember back in the day where oh. you, you played on a four foot by six foot no one had a four foot by six foot you had to go somewhere that had a four foot by six foot or you had to do some sort of scaled down thing thank you socks oh, um well or, <laughs> or um what was it uh was it ninth edition they changed the size where it's like they shrank it down slightly so that it was more you know it wasn't as big you got to do something like this this where it's like you get two combat tr- patrol boxes you need a 44 by 30 game area and you can oh, play games George. what they shrunk the, they shrunk the the board size in um in ninth edition sure yeah that is true the amount they shrunk it by didn't help that problem the only thing it did was convince a whole heap of people that they had to buy new gaming mats no it did help because that table that i've got behind me right now that i'm set up on is already the exact length i need it's just not wide enough for the Four yeah. foot by six foot, I'd have to extend out each wing as well as the width, which then you know makes it more difficult with the frame that I have for it. Shrinking it down. The reason I'm laughing better. is that this has nothing to do with why they did it. I don't care if that's they did I, it. I don't care if it's why they did it or not. I say it's better for the game because it does make it space wise more accessible for people at home. I don't have room for yeah. a foot foot but by six foot in my house. But oh, the other one, uh, this okay. I agree with you on this. This is a much better size for gaming 100% um, well, but on the full size 40k table no that, that, that doesn't actually help that much I don't feel I, I disagree I, I've I, the, the 4 foot by 6 foot I don't have room for it's it's an odd size the this table I've got behind me like I can modify easily to do the new size this still is even better and I, and I think in a in a future going forward where yes people are still going to get together and play games but they're not going to do it at stores I think this is a mm. still moving in the right direction this is easier to put on a dining room table or a large coffee table or something like that. I, I think this. I they're getting the idea of bigger's not better. I, and, and no, I think there's a reason why Armada has been dead for more than an edition too. Unless I don't believe that there wasn't an Armada for ninth. I could be wrong. I don't. So not Armada. Armageddon. 
Mm. I think last last time we saw it was for eighth. I think I don't know if there's ever been like Wrong. yes, there's been some hard fast set rules for Armageddon games, but I don't know if like most of the time too, when the community or a group wants to do something like that, they're just going to do it regardless if there's a rule set. True. Uh, I still have the same opinion of Armageddon that I had the last time it was mentioned, which is that I've never had fun playing Armageddon at all, and I hate everything to do with it. Uh, it it's it's not fun. It's just more boring uh, than a name than a game of 40k it just means more and more isn't always better yeah the the only good thing i'll say about it is is if you have a good community that you're a a member of and it's all players that you like and enjoy playing with doing something like that is fun for the fact of you're all together hanging out playing a game together that's the only redeeming Mm. quality i'll give it Uh, it's an idea that can work for things like um not so much uk games expo but um salute and stuff like that where it's a big community event or something like that or a big even a packs or something as a way to demo a game but as a regular thing i just don't think it works no absolutely not but we need to eventually move on to the sad story and the sad story is that a company has failed and is closing down so grim dynasty um people are going to look at this and go well how is this any different and and we will get into that so when an update comes that is called a statement from grimlord games you pretty much know where this is leading but you don't even need to read anything to know where this is going it's going to be a bad story um, it's with heavy hearts we come to you today with deeply sad news that we've come to the end of the line. After eight years of making games, Grimlord Games has entered into insolvency and immediately ceasing all activities. Um, this pretty much has meant the death of Grim Dynasty before it got out. Um, so there is a lot of people out there that's going to be very upset by this right now. And it's hard not to feel for those people. This is one of the risks with crowdfunding. Um, and, and it's something that I continually try to remind people with the whole mythic thing as well because if they go under people don't have a recourse because bankruptcy is bankruptcy Mm -hmm. Um, people keep on trying to argue that and i know it's taken a while for me to get that message through to you george um no that's not that's not my issue that's no i know if there's bankruptcy it's bankruptcy period you know like yeah yeah uh according to mythic they're not at risk of that which only makes their story worse but anyway um this is always hard i'm gonna say the same thing again which is that i'm still surprised we didn't have more of this over the pandemic um like more businesses going under like seriously we should have had a lot more than we did not that i want more but like the pandemic really should have killed a lot of this industry and it didn't right right yeah yeah so um the one thing i'm going to i'm trying to find find it here um there's a company uh it's frp advisory is taking over they're they're essentially now the liquidators for uh yeah. the, the company grimlord games and they've set up a specific email address grimlord at frpadvisory.com uh for anything involving yep. this insolvency process and what this process is they're going to try to recoup as much funds as possible to then for the backers who have gone in and supported for the development and creation of this game whatever funds are generated from selling off assets are going to go back to backers for whatever amount they can not the full amount yep. because it's you know you from know, a legal point of view it is considered a debt mm-hmm. um which technically does help for mythic as well but you can only refund what you have and apparently mythic have no money because they've grimoire games forward yeah yeah i know i know oh i was offering a point of comparison that there's a big difference here between what mythic is going through and what the 
these guys are going through. The biggest one being these guys are being honest from day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These guys have come out and said, look, this is the situation we're in. And they've just laid it all out. Not that this is like three pages worth of stuff, but half of the problem with half of those mythic updates is that they hide half of their truths amongst so much bullshit that you can't find it. So the the other thing too... This is just a statement. Yeah. The the other thing too with this that we we completely did skip over is they did attempt, um, you know, reaching out to another company that, you know, larger, more stable, you know, more resources of, would you like to buy us to keep us going? Which, you know, that's a a huge thing too. You know, if you go talk to Dave Lewis, you know, he essentially had to do the same thing with Hawk War Games. You know, he he was fortunate and was able to talk with Louis at TT Combat, merge those together and continue those games. You know, uh, Grimlar Games tried this twice and they've not named the companies they were talking to, which I think is also really, you know, good on them for not like, you know, saying this company let us fail this company also let us fail no they said we tried it failed we're at this point we're sorry like this is this is actual honest to god honesty and i can appreciate them i hopefully their backers can you know appreciate the honesty behind this too i'm sure there's the handful are gonna be like oh this is you know crap well i lost a bunch of money whatever look there's gonna be people upset by this and they have every right to be upset by this so long as they're upset for the right reasons um like this is not a company that's tried to throw another company on the bus for problems mm-hmm. they created um hey a certain company in the u.s and you know who you are are you listening about how you're supposed to be doing business instead of lying to your backers about it yes i said u.s i'm not talking about mythic i'm talking about mm-hmm. somebody else our backers should know no, our, our patreon should know who i'm referring to given that well, i was yeah. literally abused by the bastard well i i, I think too as, you know as as much as you know things have been talked about uh i think a general listener should be able to have a, a good idea too um but yeah this okay. is uh um, secret weapon is who i'm talking about <laughs> so um, just, no, he can get stuff yeah, yeah we, secret we, weapon is who I'm talking we, about. We, we, we all have elephants in the room um uh i have mythic you have secret weapon socks is kind of amg you know elephant in the room so yeah <laughs> i have been very quiet about my elephant thank you very much part of that is because in theory we were supposed to discuss it with louis when he came on but then unfortunately it's never happened yeah, it was so, happening, and then it all kind of didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, th- this is unfortunate for. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, big time. But you know, and these things do happen. So uh, they do, and they happen all the time. Like businesses go out of business all the time. The thing is, is that most of the time, unless you're a fan of that company, you don't notice, right? Um, yeah. Because, like, as much as like we've tried to cover them, I'm sure that there's tabletop companies that's gone out of business that we've missed. I mean, we can't cover the entire industry. Um, I. I still will be very surprised if Mythic make it out of this year. I will be very surprised if they do. Um, the, I kind of hinted at a point of difference, and that, that that is essentially it. This company has just come out with a statement saying, like, this is the situation that we're in, as opposed to Mythic where, and then correct me if I'm wrong on this, George, because you're the one that's following this for obvious reasons. Every announcement Mythic have had has basically been a giant crypto puzzle of information hidden amongst crap. And then most of that crap has been borderline true... Um, uh, and borderline fictional, like well, the war on Ukraine is somehow affecting prices in France. Yeah, which would be true for some things, but not in the extent that they've like it yeah. would have an impact. But it's not the reason that they've lost all of their money. Well, so, so, it, so since this is a very related topic. 
um, their most recent update, where they've asked for more money for Siege 6, uh, the next game they're trying to get produced, they need 30% of the backers to contribute extra funds to get the game made because all the money raised in the Kickstarter campaign is, in theory, gone now, per Mythic. They've said all that money is gone. All the money that they collected in the Pledge Manager for add-ons and the shipping and everything is gone. That's why they need extra shipping contributions now, too, because what money they collected for shipping is now also gone. Because, like I said on the Company of Heroes uh, 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 pledge manager, the the shipping is cheap. Mythic is collecting additional shipping charges again, so you're paying for shipping twice because what they've collected is gone. They've said that... Is what they've, they've put that funds elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And they said that, you know, they're still doing refunds. So why are you asking for money if you still have money that you're still supposedly doing refunds with? But then they also said if too many people ask for refunds, they're going to have to stop because it's going to stop operations so what money is where you know what money from what campaigns is still still there you know what money is gone what money you know there there's so many things that they will not come out and say and then just you know simple promises too they said at the beginning of the year we're yeah. going to update every campaign once a month uh anister is that how you pronounce it whatever hasn't had an update since they said they're going to update once a month speaking of game found have shut all of their um projects down to make sure that they can't take any more money from them mm-hmm. which and then Game uh, found made this announcement yesterday yeah and then there was another and this was a message from game found to a backer and i i read this on the game found site and i can't remember where it was but game found essentially told this backer that same thing the backer replied and, and this is this is a truth as well so ne- rise of the necromancer was done on game found not kickstarter why because mythic games had six active campaigns on kickstarter and was prohibited from launching a seventh campaign on kickstarter so Ga- M- mythic games did the campaign directly on game found which is fine because it's it's a crowd crowdfunding platform specifically for games and gaming related things here's the next caveat though game found game found did not realize that mythic was running their own pledge manager on their own website for collecting funds mm. which um there's a few problems here there's also been a large number of times where the excuses that they used have been typical and i'm just going to say it gamma excuses uh there's a whole series called kick scammer mythic are not featured on there i wouldn't be surprised if they get featured on there at some point within the next couple of years where they just cover people that have scammed through crowdfunding websites whether it be this whether it be the gofundme whether it be not so i haven't seen one come from game found yet um oh, what's the other one there's another popular one where you don't have to actually provide prove that you've got a product um indiegogo all of tech scams happen indiegogo thank you that that's where all the tech scamming happens a, a lot of the excuses and, and to be fair there is a chance that they have been honest and it just looks like they're not being honest I, I don't think that's the case but i'm just acknowledging it's a possibility um but so much of what they have said has been stuff that could have come from there at this point that there's so much writing on that wall there was a um i can't think who it was i don't think it was new york times there was a financial review company that did an interview with them recently uh where they asked what the chance was that mythic games were going out of business and mythic games's answer was that there is no risk of them going bankrupt so if they need all of this money to stay in business why is there no risk of them going bankrupt at this point? yeah exactly that's i'm going from my memory on this but if there's no risk of them going bankrupt why do they need 30 percent of the siege six backers to make the additional contribution
distribution to get the game manufactured. Um, the last time we talked about Mythic, I made a big point of that we wasn't going to discuss this again until there was something else to discuss. And I'm the mm. one that brought this up because mm-hmm. it was so relevant to what we were discussing. Uh, one of the things I kept on saying back in our original things was, yes, all of that money is gone because it's been spent on production, which is the way it's supposed to work. That money is spent before they have it. But here's the problem. None of these games have started production yet. Um, with the exception of Darkest Dungeon has been produced and they held it hostage. Well, None of the rest of them have been. Have been. And there's a change to that now too, Bruce. Wave 2, they're getting ready to do Wave 2. If you contributed for Wave 1, you're good for Wave 2. If you're waiting for only Wave 2 stuff, which is alternate languages, you still need to contribute now. I do know somebody here locally that actually did contribute the extra to get it and did receive it. Um, Darkest Dungeon this is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because he wanted his stuff, basically. So he paid the extra. Um, if you have stuff that's outstanding from Mythic, it, it, it's up to you whether you want to do that or not. Generally speaking, my advice would be not to give any funds if not, nothing has been produced. Uh, because at this point, I don't think there's a big chance that you're going to get any of that money back. Yeah. So, and uh, for those living in the US, I know that there are people trying to set up legal fights for this. Uh, but the problem is, is that if they go under, you can't get money that isn't there. So th- there, there's a couple things in the, this group that I, I've been looking into. Um, they're actually located in France, so they're they're in France. Yes, and I know that. So um, the other thing too is is I, I linked us some paperwork, and I couldn't read it because well, it's in French, and you know it's difficult is to that go the one through. From the other day, yeah. But um, it sounds like uh, earlier this year, reorganization paperwork is done so that it's changed how Mythic Games has actually been organized and how it's owned. So there's some legal questions there. Now, now here's the next part of this, right? So let's say Mythic does get 30%, and the game does go into production and manufacture. That means they've created it, right? Part of the Kickstarter term says if they have created it, they have to deliver it once yeah. the crowdfunding campaign is done. So the crowdfunding campaign is done. The game gets manufactured. Mythic says if you don't contribute, you're not getting it. But in the Kickstarter terms, it says that the after the campaign has been successfully completed, if it has been produced, the creator has to send it to you. So what's Mythic going to do to address that? Because if there's 40% of the people that don't contribute, they do have legal recourse then because the terms say they need to get their product then. Yeah. Uh, we do we do need to move on, but there is one last thing I want to touch on given that we're talking about this, which is also the fact that they also recently said that if the, if the refund requests continue, they are going to stop allowing them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, from what I understand, uh, France, like Australia, has a legal requirement where you are required to provide a refund when asked. It's it's a, uh, it's, a, however, it's, a it's a EU thing, but yes. So oh, it's an EU thing. Yep. Yep. That only covers people within the EU as far as I understand. Um, and from an Australian point of view, I don't know what the legal recourse is there. I suspect that there isn't one um, because the ACCC hasn't... I did try to do some research on this. The ACCC hasn't really taken a firm stance on crowdfunding because it's not considered to be a store. So it, it's not really something that they've covered. Um, so basically, our advice at this stage when it comes to Mythic Games, if you feel like you're comfortable giving more money to guarantee that you get your stuff, I would be very careful about making that decision. If you're not careful about it, then obviously don't do it. I mean, at this point, you've lost X amount of money and there's no real guarantee that if 
you give them more, you're going to get more, that you're going mm-hmm. to get it. Uh, because this is a really common thing that scammers do. It's like, we just need this extra bit to get in it. They just take whatever they can until it all stops and then they close down and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be very, very, very careful. So, um, and I've George, got two more- can you share? Oh, okay, yep. I've got two more things and then I'll be done and we'll move on. So what, I pulled up the uh, Grim Dynasty uh, pledge or the campaign. They raised 293,000 pounds. So we'll call that... Oh, yeah, that, that's a huge difference, yeah. $330,000-ish, right? $400,000-ish, whatever. You know, it, it's a large sum of money, but we're not talking about the multi-millions that Mythic has crowdfunded. And it's at least six and a half million? Uh, something that's like that, That's outstanding? Yeah. I'm trying so, to... I don't remember the exact figure, but it was around there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it that's was, it, just of the outstanding stuff. That doesn't include Super Fantasy Brawl or... Darkest Dungeon. Or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the next thing too, and this is the desperation of Mythic, right? Um, with this, they need this 30%, right? So and this is also like, where's the money at? Because they're allowing people to downgrade their pledges to not pay extra. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So if you had like an all-in, you're now being allowed- I'm not willing allowed... to give you more money, but I will accept less stuff right. uh, to help. So that's still not solving the problem of, they say they need this amount of money in order to get the na- game made but they're allowing people to downgrade so that they have to make less like it's something's still not adding up there so those are my last two things no so you you had something for me um the downgrading i can understand why the downgrading would help because it reduces their costs and if they don't have enough funds if people are downgrading then they don't have to come up with those funds but at the same time if not everybody is downgrading the same stuff they might still have to produce that which still has a cost involved Mm -hmm. so i don't know how yeah there's a it depends on what's been it, it depends on what's been paid for and what hasn't um because so, in theory some some of the production should have happened like mold creation you would hope has happened at this point because there's so, no excuse for that not to have already been paid for. For, for from what i understand yes that has happened what what is actually needed is here is a thousand dollars make a hundred copies of this game that's what is needing to happen is they are needing the money yeah. to give to the manufacturer enough, yeah. for them to make the game is what needs to happen right now so that that's where we're at uh the thing i was going to say george is there was a discord community that you shared with us recently about uh, those that are following the mythic story and are Mm -hmm. coming from the legally what are we allowed can you share that link again so that we can share it in the show notes um for those that are following if they want to join in on that Uh, it's not run by mythic this is a community organized thing um we will share it in the show notes yeah i will get that and I'll send it no, look it up over. now. Look it up later. Yeah. Um, hobby time. Uh, do we not have an indie? So yeah, hobby time. Dream, blue, crime, paint. Major socks. He's yes. got nothing. He doesn't have anything. Um, and you and you just promoted him. I, I know. You... I did it on purpose. So, um, Bruce, what have you been working socks on? Socks is just frozen again. <laughs> His internet is not cooperating with him tonight, which is going to make something later on really frustrating. Uh, yeah. Given that Socks has nothing that he wants to show off at all, and nothing that he's allowed to have because he's a bad boy, and his internet's um, not working. Yes. 
No, I know. This is so frustrating because I want to film this so I can put it up on the YouTube channel later. Um, so, what were you trying to show us, Socks? Quick, before you start going weird again. I have my three-inch rifles that I'm working oh, on. Oh, nice. From they are not three inches set. long. You're lying to us, Socks. You're right. I know. But that's what they were used back then. So yeah. And, and that's, that's the only thing set. that you have, right? There's nothing else? Oh, yeah. I have. So you guys... Have... No, no, you don't have that. No, you don't have that. You're not allowed to have that. <laughs> no. <Doing> this? <laughs> You already opened yes. it? You, you, <laughs> not a lad. Socks was sent this by us as a surprise. Yes, uh, thank But you because very much. he went and picked up the package when he wasn't allowed to, uh, we have told him that he's not allowed to keep it. Hey, guys. So, Patreon, you guys got to hear that joke. So I was actually expecting another package from Warlord Games for my Gettysburg stuff, and then I happened to see the box from Valhalla Hobby. I mean, it was, I had a, we have a community mailbox, and so I had a little package parcel key and I open it and yeah. lo and behold there's a box for Valhalla Hobby with my wife's name on it. I'm like, I wonder what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, we sent we sent Sox some dystopian was. Um, yeah, he was very surprised to get it because he totally didn't drop the hint that he wanted it at all. No, so, not at all. No, no, so now, now Sox, here, here's the thing now that now that you have like something new fancy and cool and content wise, you have to do an unboxing video. I will do one. No, he doesn't. He actually doesn't. We already have a, an unboxing of that on the channel. Oh, uh, of the starter? Yes. Oh, yeah, actually. That's what so Chris, let, that's what Chris that's right. let me unbox. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Remember when we talked about this a week and a half ago? I'm like, hey, we already have an unboxing of that. You can have a look to see what's in the box. I'm, th this is what I work with, guys. This is how much support these guys give me. They don't appreciate any of the work I do at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, who are you? Exactly. Where do you live? <laughs> I have been painting some stuff. I have been painting terrain. Nice. These are my bright red shipping containers. These are the... Um, like these are like the frozen aircon. I can't think what yeah. you actually call, it, but these Refrigerate. are from Nice. These are the ones that are like refrigerated containers. That's the word I want. Um, I really like these. These are really nice. Whatever the next one is that I buy, clearly they're going to have to be a different color because you can't have all shipping containers. Ooh. You can't have all shipping containers look the same. It's against uh, the law. Uh, another thing is they're called reefer boxes. We call them reefers here in the states. Boxes? Reefer boxes, refrigerated boxes. That's a new one. Yeah, we I've call never them heard that. Term. So I've been painting up some of my MDF terrain that's kind of been needing it for a while obviously none of this is finished like this is just spray painted last night so all of this needs more work uh, did you get your prison painted no that's in a box somewhere it is built but it's in a box somewhere i'm concentrating on my modern stuff at the moment because that's what i want for entropy city that's where my attention is so nice i also have two of these these have roofs i have not painted the roofs because i'm not going to be using them in the kit so this is like a food stall if i hold it the right way yeah i can i can kind of see some see of the stuff back there there's a cutting board and a knife there. That's not another a knife. one in the back there somewhere. That's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> These are actually from the Knights of Dice Easy District terrain, which is designed for infinity. And if I turn this around, like, yes, this is very sci-fi. Uh, I have painted this brown to eventually become like a wood type thing. My intention is to do like brown and white to make parts of it look like plasterboard. And the other part of the kit, which is this, which is also supposed to be infinity and very sci-fi. My plan is that, hey, look, this is actually modern day. The downside, yeah, of course, nice. that very much looks like a sci-fi ladder, but yeah. I, I can work around that. Um, especially when, like, quite frankly, I have two of these and the other one's going to go on the back, so you'll never see this part of it at all anyway. I like, This is very much a sci-fi kit, but I'm really happy about how easy it's been to convert it into something modern. I wasn't 100% sure if it was going to work or not. That's, that's one of the things. Helps. Like, anything that could, like, like even like even some of the, the high gothic 40k ruins, like, you could still use them for 
like a fairly you know even modern setting just because oh it's a ruined out church you know like that's still yeah pretty much yeah th- th- there's like a fine line cutoff and i would say anything from like that even sort of has any sort of like victorian steampunk resemblance could be used for anything modern forward mm-hmm. like a victorian steampunk you could throw 40k down on that and that would still look good your wild west stuff that's uh, gonna look good for wild west about it you know not much else yeah it could be like an or out town. or like middle of the country uh, ghost town type thing yeah like that's stretching it high fantasy guess what that's good for high fantasy you know yeah. infinity if stuff you have a giant mushroom house it's probably not going to look like it belongs in the real world <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no i mean but like any of the modern stuff like is going to be your most versatile type terrain so uh that'll look yeah. re- i think that'll look really good once you get that you know worn down detailed up and put some bikes around it well see that that's the thing like, i i i need to weather the absolute living hell out of this now um i i have a couple of rust paints that i'm going to try uh one of which is one of those very much reactive type ones and there's another one where it's just like you stipple it on and it's got its texture and stuff um so i'm i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to do the whole cheap craft paint wash the ever-living hell out of it and then dry 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 out dry brush it back up again and then i will weather it that i think that's my plan at least initially long term um these i will just wash the ever living hell hell out of um but i'm gonna wait till i have more of these in different colors because i want to wash them i want to weather them all at the same time so they look like they belong together that's the plan if if you have like some extra pieces um i I just had an idea this this might work out for your shipping containers Mm. stick them in a bag with gravel and kind of shake it to give up the little dents and then wash the hell of it and dry brush it because that'll give you some dips no, and that's, that's just going to that's just going to expose the mdf right but d- dent it down so you have more texture surface and everything so when you wash it and then dry brush over it you'll have more to like pick up where it's like you know exposed metal and and whatnot that's just a thought i have that if you have extra pieces or parts whatnot you know i'm not saying do it with one of your I finished think, ones i think i would rather simulate it rather than actually dent the wood because mdf terrain doesn't mdf terrain has a couple of downsides like it, it can be very strong but if you do it in the wrong way it can be fragile sometimes too like p um not pdf um pva like it does hold it together but it will also snap is the problem too don't use pva then pva is more strong long term than super glue will be wood glue wood glue wood well wood glue is pva no it's not no wood, wood glue wood glue if you properly if you have proper joints well, with wood glue wood glue is stronger than wood when you're using it to yes. bind wood together so yes that is but, true um what i should have said is pva is wood glue not that wood glue is pva um because pva is a simplified version of wood glue it's not the same but they are chemically related yeah no i i, I uh here in the states we have what's called type bond i use type bond three which is like the waterproof and like the the super strong glue that's what i use on my mdf to glue it together instead of normal pva just because i want that bond to not fail yeah uh but otherwise george have you got anything or are we going straight into game talk um i've been working on sound my- news was really long yeah uh just real quick uh i've been working on the custody sum and working on doing the uh the masking so that see i've got one side that's not masked and the other side's masked so that when i put the uh candy gold on i could peel the masking off and it's still gonna be a, a nice chrome silver while the rest of it's candy gold so 
Okay. It's a, it's a very time consuming process that uh, that paint on mask. Uh, you have to kind of gloop it on, so you have to gloop it on carefully, so you don't like put it where you don't want it, and then you have to wait for it for forever to dry because it's kind of thick and gloopy. So, but it does it does while work the great. Kill you. So what? While the toxins kill you. No, there's no uh, there's no off gassing on it really. I thought you said it smells horrible. No, it's the candy paint does and the the lacquer stuff. Uh, yeah. So fair uh, that's about it. And then I've been uh, working on uh, setting up and doing a run through on Darwin's journey. So, but that's about it for me. Fair enough. Um, here's what I'm thinking. I'm very tempted to say let's jump straight into the end and talk about our game talk next time. That's probably because okay, that yeah. news was stupidly yeah. long. There, there was a lot of news to cover though too with mm-hmm. with what's ha- what's what's no, what's happened. Also got so. distracted. Squirrel. So we are going straight to upcoming events. All right. Uh, next episode, we will touch on our game talk hobby, uh, which was um, hobbying solo versus hobbying in a group, like the advantages of both. We're going to kind of have a little bit of a, a fun debate. If you want to add to that conversation between now and then, maybe send us an email or comment on the thing, and we we might actually be able to include your thoughts in, a, in the in the actual conversation. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, um, I think that, I think that's a big thing uh, where, where hobby is moving. So, um, but upcoming events, uh, one near my neck of the woods, like literally Salt Lake Showdown, uh, the 26th to 28th of May. It's a 300 point infinity ITS tournament at the Hilton in Salt Lake City. Yep. Like, so I this could, is from the 26th to the 28th of May. Um, Salt Lake City. I could drive there in a day. I couldn't. Uh, we also have the Crows Feast uh, to Kings of War tournament on the 27th of May. I think this was on last week's, uh, last fortnight's yes. um, as well. So this is a three round tournament, 2,200 points. Uh, it's $10 for members, $15 for non-members. This takes place at the Group North Historical War Games Society in Adelaide, South Australia. Um, good to see some things actually happening in South Australia. We don't see a lot of events out there, at least not in my feed anyway. Um, Operations ID Not Recognised is taking place on the 4th of June at the House of War in Ringwood. Um, House of War is a huge venue. If you haven't been there, trust me, you're going to be in for a shock. Uh, we also have the ATC 2023 Championships. So this is specifically the Singapore Showdown, which is part of the Asian Team Championship. Uh, this is the 10th of June. Uh, the actual full event is taking place over like a two-week period because this is their big tournament scene event. Uh, this one in particular is a 300-point Infinity ITS tournament. Uh, it's taking place at the Bits Minis store. Sorry, Blitz Minis store. Uh, but there's other things as part of that event for Conquest. Uh, hang on, let me bring the actual post up because it actually has a banner. So we have Team Yank. A Song of Ice and Fire, Conquest I just mentioned, obviously Infinity we just mentioned. There's a Marvel Crisis Protocol as part of that as well. Like This is the big event for the Asian part of the world. So if you are in that part of the world, you definitely want to be part of that if you're a competitive gamer because this is your big premiere time of year. Uh, and then finally, oh no, not finally, PAX Australia is still coming up 6th to the 8th of October. Uh, still not 100% sure. It, uh, well, I, I will be going, but I don't know what days I will be there at this stage uh, because of the way things have been happening over here I will not well I, I missed out on the three day passes uh, Quite, I chose to miss out on it for the, for the record because there's other things that's more important at the moment uh, we also have what I still 
think is the best named event I have ever seen, the Northern King Con, which is from the 24th to the 26th of November. This takes place in West Yorkshire. Uh, it's £55, which includes your lunch. It's a hot lunch on both Saturday and Sunday. George, do you want to do the keeping in touch things? I'll read us out. I don't know how much I trust Sox's internet to hold up. Right. So uh, we, we, we love our Patreon supporters. We love our Patreon support. Uh, I'm going to have to go back through here real quick and do something. Uh, our, one of our big supporters is Valhalla Hobby. Uh, use code GT32305 uh, to get 5% off a checkout of orders over $100. Uh, without their support, you know, we, we don't do a lot of things. Without the, the support of the Patreons, we don't do a lot of things. So please become a Patreon, $2 a month at patreon.com slash Um Our website is gaintabled.com. Most of the stuff, when we post it, you'll find it first at facebook.com slash gaintabled. The video version of this, you can find it at youtube.com slash gaintabled. Email us, qu- comments, questions, concerns, tournaments, uh, anything you want us to talk about or want us to know about, uh, send it there at gettingtabled at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram are at gettingtabled. And then Bruce has a Twitch, Twitch TV slash Jason the Bruce. Uh, you got it's a Zelda game yet. or something like that, right? Zelda, is that the n- yeah, new play- latest I was hotness? playing Zelda on Friday night. Yep. I was also I- playing Star Citizen on there the week before. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I, I'm actually off work for the next couple of weeks. I probably will go live at some point during the week. I won't be doing it every day or anything because I am very much in repair mode at the moment. Uh, but I will be I will be gaming online and trying to get people to hang out with me again. That so if you can join in, it would be appreciated. Major socks, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you guys for the gift. You've had you've had your punishment. What what is it called, socks? Drop swan, Mander. Very good. <laughs> very good. Louis, L- Louis, what's it called? <laughs> oh. Shots fired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.